All right, everyone. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Sit Down Community Podcast. I am one of your facilitators today, Stephanie Shaw, and I have the amazing Summer Buck on this episode today talking about all things uh, just spiritual development, leaving one faith for another. Um, But I'm going to let her introduce herself and give a little background on who she is. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm um, Summer. I was uh, a Jehovah's Witness for 43 years, um, born and raised. Um, I think that's a relevant thing to say because it's really a, what my whole journey is, has been about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey because my fam- my father is a leader in the um, uh, J-Dub community. He's been an elder for as long as I've been alive. Um, and I've got four other siblings. Um, all five of us were raised very strict performance based, highly hyper literal religious, um, uh, community and all that can come with that, how that can be, it can really distort how God you see or understand God and and Jesus. So, um, even though I know that everyone there has really, I I really do believe that most people there have really good hearts and have good intention. Mm -hmm. It just, it shows the power of, um, when your beliefs are out of alignment with truth, what what that can do, you know, especially when a whole community partners with it. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's anyway, so that's my background. I have, um, and I ended up leaving, uh, the, the religion at 43, (laughs) I don't like to say my age. <laughs> um, and uh, my, I did not think my husband would leave. Mm. And he, he did. It, it, um, I gave him his space to figure it out. I really thought it would be the end of our marriage, but um, not that that's what I wanted, but I just didn't know how we were going to be able to um, work out a household with one who had discovered it wasn't you know, our religion wasn't the truth. Mm -hmm. I say the truth, like, like, because that's what witnesses believe they have the truth and they speak about their faith as the truth. Well, the truth teaches us this, the truth is this. And it was, it really took me like a year after I'd left the religion to understand how arrogant and ridiculous that is Mm -hmm. to think that you have the truth because you go by a certain belief system. Mm -hmm. It really, um, incredibly limiting. But anyway, when my husband left and all three of my kids, uh, lay, they left as well. Mm. And so we're on a, a journey and we have been now for these last four years, as we've tried to work out a healthy version of a faith yeah. and relationship with God. Yeah. So that's a little bit about my background. Yeah. That's amazing. And a little background information for those of you watching, Summer and I are in a program called Jesus Culture School of Leadership at our church, which is Jesus Culture Sacramento. Um, and it's been so neat just to like watch her growth in the process of the last three months we've been in the program. But will you give us a little bit more detail about what were some of the pivotal moments as you decided, you know what, this is time for us to leave. This is time for me to leave. What were some of the things going through your head as you made that decision? It's, it really started when I was a teenager. Mm. I, I really had a heart for God, like, like almost a desperateness for, for God, you know, like when I was a kid, um, 
I would be writing how, you know, like people would write their boyfriends on their jeans, like I love Josh or whatever. <laughs> and I would always write, um, I love Jay and Jay was for Jehovah because mm-hmm. I just felt like so, um, close to God, even under the lens in which I was introduced to him as, mm-hmm. and, and I just, I knew something was wrong. Um, there was just so much fear, especially when I was younger, because I was raised in that religion during the eighties and, um, nineties. And it was just a lot of fear-based teaching. Yeah. I just felt well, I, I, to be, to be super honest about it, I went through a very traumatic physical assault when I was 15 and I was given free counseling, which witnesses weren't allowed at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you went to a counselor, something was wrong. You hid that. You yeah. didn't let anybody know. And I was told by my father to not let anyone know. And I'm going to a therapist and I'm hearing her process life in such a healthier way. Mm. I was like, Ooh, shouldn't God's people be working through life like this? Wow. Because something's really wrong. And when I started connecting that some of the wrongness, some of the emotional and relational and spiritual unhealth was actually the religion. Mm. I would come to an awareness about it and then I would numb it out because it was just too terrifying, too terrifying. I would come to an awareness and back out over and over again since I was 15 Mm. till finally left. And really the catalyst was my, my son tried to kill himself. Mm. And that's when I, I said enough of the back and forth because I started to get to know um, what was going on, his inner turmoil. He did not fit in with the community. And it's, and it's really um, when you don't fit in, it's not like you have other places to go as a Joe's witness. It's everything. You don't hang out with anybody else. And so I kind of got to understand my son and his journey. And I realized I thought I was staying in the religion to give them community, even though I had learned it wasn't really true. Mm. And when I found out it was actually harming them, um, I, I realized it was time to, to really research and, and unplug. But interestingly, I would not leave until I had done deep, deep research. It took me a year. And in fact, I was doing this research before my son uh, tried to harm himself. I was deep in the study. And I was just diving into scripture. I checked every, every doctrine out. Like I had just found out about the religion instead of being born in it. Okay. And I went meticulously through it. And man, when things started coming to light about how off it was, it was devastating. Yeah. It really, Cause I thought it was going, I was going to find out that my doubts were unwarranted and mm. that it was the truth. And I could now finally put it to rest. But instead I found out that all my fears were absolutely true Mm. and it wasn't the truth. And now what are you going to do? And I sat in that space and then my son tried to harm himself. And that's when I said, I am leaving. And, and I, yeah, it was a tough, it was very tough. And, um, the consequences have been, this have been severe. They've been (laughs) severe and very painful. I feel like it's been a I have been on a roller coaster of grief and acceptance um, because it's very hard to yeah. leave your family and your community. It's not, it's, it is not for the faint of heart, but yeah. So that's, that kind of motivated me, but I was really after God. I want to really make that clear. Yeah. I yeah. felt like there was more and that, that God was being obscured from me. 
Mm-hmm. And like, I wanted more of a connection than I felt denied. I think this actually goes along with the first question that you were going to, unless we are on the first question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, Jehovah's Witnesses teach that the New Testament is not, it doesn't apply to everybody. Mm-hmm. It only applies to a specific 144,000, which is a symbolic number in Revelation, the book of Revelation. But they take that number and they make it literal and only the 140. So when Jesus, when the the letters Paul wrote and Jesus gospel, all of those things, when you, you know, Abba father, uh, that does not apply to people who are not a part of this special class. Mm-hmm. So access right away is denied. You know, I, I, I can't help but think about the, the, when Jesus told the Pharisees, you hold the keys of the kingdom yeah. and, you, and you don't allow people, you know, in. And I would think that's what, that's, what's happening here. Like it's, it's odd that we, so that the access was, um, I didn't know how bizarre it was until I left. Yeah. I didn't realize that like God could, you can have a, a deep relationship with God. And then I read the scriptures like it was the first time ever because wow. it was now they applied to me, mm. you know, it's a, it's, wow. it's one of the most dangerous teachings. I know other people would say the dangerous teachings of J dubs is their belief around blood. Cause that does lead to death. And, uh, you know, the disfellowshipping is incredibly harmful. Absolutely. They shun their families and friends and that's, it's devastating. Mm. But, um, for me, I think the most dangerous is that the scriptures in the new Testament are directly to you because it literally cuts your belief in God's power in your life. Mm. And it, it's, it's debilitating spiritually and you don't even know it. You're not aware, you know, you just, you do what you're told and you think it's what God wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's truth. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's so good. Um, so hard, but also powerful in terms of even now, how do you find um, that you've really had access to belonging of you are a child of God? Uh, and so now walking, you know, in Christianity and, and even walking through JCSL and being at JC, like how have you experienced authentic belonging? It's a work in progress. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Um, I feel connected to God on a level I never thought possible. Mm. That has been absolutely enormous. I mean, there's been so many moments where I'm like, is this real? Like my doubts, you know, I, I I think it's important that I share that when I left to go after God, I went through a very, very difficult time of, I call it my spiritual wilderness where we were, I, I thought, I believe that God did not exist for all Mm. of 2020 that 2020, because I'd gone after it, gone after him, gone after him. And I just could not find, um, peace or community. I felt like I was in massive grief. I couldn't find relief from it. I felt like, um, all the things that I thought I was going to walk into fell flat. And I thought, well, God must not exist then. And I partnered with that for about a year. And it was the darkest year of my life. I, and I'm glad I went through it because now, when I have those lulls, I know I'm not going backwards. I already know where that goes. Mm. And so I, it forces me to lean in yeah. and choose, choose faith over and over again. But um, uh, there was something else I wanted to say to that question. Um, so yeah, 
I've learned one of the most important things I've learned through this access with God is my identity. Um, I never understood this idea that I was a child of God because uh, that wasn't a belief that Joe's witnesses taught. And I kind of, I would come upon it, stumble upon it in some of my reading long before I was in community and I would not have a clue what they're talking about. Wow. And it wasn't until we, it was in class and it was, um, Leif Hetland healing Mm -hmm. the orphan spirit. Yeah. And you know, anybody listening, if you struggle with orphan spirit, go listen to it. It's on YouTube. Um, he, when he likened the orphan spirit to churches, mm. like the churches today were filled with orphans. Like we could just yeah. call uh, churches, uh, orphanages. Yeah. And I was like, Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. I, it just hit me. And then I realized seeing it from that point of view, um, that orphan spirit through the lens of a religious spirit, I got it. I just got it. I, I realized that me searching for God through, um, you know, I'm going to work hard for him. I'm going to leave everything for him. I'm going to, I'm going to study the Bible and be like a Bible guru for him. And I thought God owed me something for that. Mm. You know, I thought, well, look, I'm working for you. How come you're not pouring out blessings on me? Because I was coming from an orphan spirit and I wasn't just sitting still and resting in the knowledge that I'm God's daughter. I hadn't gotten that yet. I just couldn't, I, I couldn't connect with it. It was so foreign to me and so beyond belief. I mean, really, but still, I sometimes have to like, you know, ground myself back into that thought because I've been so long believing something different. And, but that is such a powerful belief to, to really not just like, oh yeah, I'm God's daughter or yeah, I'm God's son or, you know, you especially for people who are raised their whole life with that belief. Yeah. You can get blase about it. It is probably the most powerful thing I have learned in school so far. Like, and I'm just sad that I, I didn't teach that to my own children. You know, they, by the time I started learning this, my kids are all adults now. And my, you know, if there's regret, it's that I didn't, I didn't have this, a kind of um, belief and teaching with them when they were younger, yeah. but you know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll figure it out through me someday. <laughs> we'll see yeah, for sure. Yeah. What does it look like in the last, uh, you mentioned four years, what does it look like to continue being just curious and wanting to learn more about the Bible and prayer and experience, um, not only your own relationship with God, but even the same thing for your family in their own way. Repeat that last part again. Um, like how are some ways in which like you just stay curious about the Bible, about prayer, about being able to develop individual faith while also being part of a collective community of believers? Oh boy. That is such a good question. That's such a good question because I come from a place where conformity of belief was absolutely a necessity for acceptance. Yeah. Um, And so learning how to walk out my belief in freedom and not think I have to disconnect from people if they don't agree with me or if I don't agree with them, mm. I'm, learning, I'm learning that. And it's so important. It's so important. And it's, in fact, um, there's something that I wanted to share. When you realize it's not doctrine that unites people, it's love that unites. And I think we get this idea that we all have to believe the same way. And I, 
I'm not saying that, um, there's certain things that God clearly, you know, condemns and, and, and that's there, but giving people grace on their journey and, and not expecting everyone to think and believe just like you it's and, and love them and love them anyway. And, and, and mm-hmm. I, it's so important. And I hold on really strongly to that as I still try to work out what that looks like. Cause I've never had it. Yeah. Um, and as far as staying curious, I, I think one of the biggest things I was most excited about when I first left, um, uh, J dub land <laughs> is <laughs> I got, I got to read the Bible and mm-hmm. decide what it meant. Like I'd always been dictated. Yeah. This is what it means. And only the governing body, which is the, uh, the people in charge of, uh, Jehovah's witnesses, they're the only ones that are allowed to say what things mean. Mm-hmm. And I would find inconsistencies all the time. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You guys didn't say that five years ago. And now that, so, you know, it was kind of mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Being able to dive in and be like, well, I get to sit and meditate and pray on this without somebody telling me, oh my gosh, I was so, I still, I'm still excited about that. I still get excited when I open up the Bible. I get literally excited. I'm a, I'm a Bible nerd. So I literally (laughs) collect them and I, it's probably my most happiest place. So I think I'm naturally Mm -hmm. like that. I'm just very, um, I just love God's word. I love the freedom to dive in and play with thoughts and know that you can change your mind. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, some I've done a lot of work in revelation and I thought, oh, I think I got this book, you know, figured out. And then I'm like, oh, but wait a minute. What about this idea? And it's so beautiful to have that freedom yeah. and know that God is walking with me and he's giving me grace. And it just makes me think, well, you know, we got to give that to one another as well. Mm. That, you know, we're all working it out and to, for any group to claim that they have the truth. It's such a, um, uh, a disservice to the unity of love that really unites people, you know? Yeah. I mean, the word says, and the greatest of these is love. That's right. Love, what do we have? Right. What do we have? If we're just uh, what clanging symbols or, you know, just noisemakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. How, like, what are your hopes, you know, moving forward in the next six months, year, years to come? What do you hope in terms of, um, you know, continuing to grow for yourself, but also for your family and anyone else who is considering leaving, you know, being a Jehovah's witness or, you know, the Mormon church or Catholicism or any, any religion. Um, what do you think your hope is for people? I, I hope for people to have their spiritual freedom and whatever that looks like for them. Hmm. Um, I really I know this sounds weird. And I know a lot of people, XJ dubs who I've talked to differ with me on this. Um, if people truly feel that they have connected to God through where they are, I, I, I give them the grace to walk that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't try to tell anybody or convince anybody of anything else that they're being true and authentic. Um, my hope is that Honestly, my personal hope is that I can, my life can serve as a way of, um, look, when you walk out God's way authentically and with your whole heart, it works, mm. it works and your life is embedded for it. And, and your relationships are, are enriched from it. And like, you know, I could be a living testimony to in some way yeah. um, that it's, uh, it's worth the endeavor to go after God. It's worth 
the endeavor, the, whatever that might look like for you, the, the sacrifices that might mean for you in your life, there is no other way, really. And I'm not meaning like a, a, a religious uh, lens, like a, you have to believe a way. I'm meaning there's no other way um, than partnering with God. There just isn't. Right. And that might look different for certain people. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't have it all figured out and I would never claim to do so. I just know you can't lose if you are partnering with God. It just, I, he tells me this over and over again. I was just praying with him and I was like, why I was having, you know, I'm recircling some of my old bad habits and he's like, come to me. And I'm like, oh, I am, I'm here. What else do you have to say? And then he said, <laughs> he said, come to me more often. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Okay. Because sometimes you, I get so caught up in my own head. I forget. I got to keep going back to God You know, every day. Mm-hmm. I got to, so and just good. it's, and then I, you know, I do believe that it'll work out. I ho- that's my hope for people that regardless of their circumstances and what belief system that they're in, that their walk with God is authentic and true. And that they're really, they're really searching for, for him. Cause he's yeah. there. He's for there. Him. That's yeah. so good. I think my last question before we go into practicals and prayer, um, what's your encouragement for, you know, individuals, maybe they've left a, or left, left a religion, but they're really wanting to find God and find a community that, you know, holds gospel truth, um, at a really high regard and, and, and knowing God for who he truly is. What is your encouragement for those who are so discouraged by previous experience that they don't want to try again? Yeah, that's good. Stephanie, you're good at your questions. Um, you have to choose faith over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's beyond experience. This is what I'm learning. Yeah. Like I think, oh, well, if I'm partnering with God, my, my life should look like this by now. And mm-hmm. I'm realizing faith is not something that happens because of experience. Faith is a choice that you make every day. You make it every day yeah. and, and it's a deliberate and intentional and not based on circumstance. Yeah. And, and that is, that's the encouragement because that, that brings me encouragement because it puts me in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. I know that I can choose faith every day, no matter what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that gives me the power to constantly go back to God and reconnect. It's so easy to let negativity and doubt seep in and rob you of your journey. Because when you are on a spiritual quest, when you're a pilgrim out there, it is, it's very tough especially mm, yeah. if you're without a tribe, you know, when you don't have a tribe and you've lost your family, um, it's difficult mm-hmm. and you have to choose faith. Cause you, you, sometimes you might feel like you're alone, but God is with you. If you constantly and consistently choose that faith, yeah. it's all yeah. intentional. It's not, it doesn't just happen to you. Some people have these great experiences and that's awesome. I'm not denying that that can happen mm. for me. It's been choosing it every day. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Well, you've given us so much encouragement just in the last 25 minutes, but what are some practical tips? Like, let's say someone is, you know, navigating, trying to figure out who God is and and the most authentic real God, not these truths that are man created. What are some helpful tips of, I'm just trying to figure out who this God is. What would you recommend doing? One of the most powerful things I learned at 
JCSL is um, the prayer journaling. Hmm. I'm like, that has blown my mind. I had no, I like at first. So I'll just, for anyone who doesn't know, um, it, you know, I, I can, I write out my, what I'm grateful for to God. And then I write out a dialogue with God hmm. uh, and I, you know, you know, God, what lie am I partnering with? Cause you know, if I'm, if I'm feeling negative and low and okay, well, what, what lie am I working with? And it's so crazy. Cause God tells me, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what, what, what magic is this? Like, it's so, hmm. like, I'm, it blows me away that he keeps, he's given me responses that I have no idea what they mean. And, and then a week will go by and somebody reveals it to me. And I mean, look at, I have a very logical person. I've always been very logical and and I could tear that apart and say, oh, well, maybe it wasn't this, you know, maybe it was something else, but it just keeps happening. <laughs> you know, I'll, on my way to school, I'll tell God what I need. I'm like, God, this is what I need from people today. I mean, can you, can you like, I don't mean to constantly ask what I need, but you know, sometimes when we're really hurting, when we're really having a tough time, man, you got to bring it, bring it to God. Cause he'll show up in ways that yeah. you don't expect. And the one other thing I would say is remember that people God speaks through people too. Yeah. So the prayer journal, yes, I get some response from him and it's, it's so good. Um, but also if you're in, if you can find healthy people who will respect your journey, who also love and partner with God, um, you know, they'll, they speak, God will use them. And I I've seen that happen with me many times. And mm. that also blows my, I mean, this is just three months in for me, right? This new way of, of engaging. I'm still, I'm constantly blown away or four yeah. months whatever it's been, I'm constantly blown away. And so it, it's been a long journey. It's been a tough journey, yeah. but, um, every day God keeps showing up for me and I'm like, okay, all right, God, we'll just keep going. Mm. We'll keep going. Cause it's, it blows my mind. It's even talking about it now. I'm still like, I, 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 sometimes I pinch myself when I'm hearing God talk. Like, I'm like, what I, cause I, it, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I that never freedom and access. Yeah. It's wonderful. Mm. And it's, and, you know, my old self would have said, that's not possible. Wow. You no, know, that's not, God doesn't talk to you like that, but, um, he, mm. act, he does. <laughs> so, testimony. Yeah. It's been amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. Ah, well, thank you so much for sharing everything today. Would you mind just closing us out in prayer and just blessing not those who will be listening? Absolutely. Um, uh, God, I pray for spiritual freedom. For anyone listening to this, uh, pour out blessings, grace, and peace on all those brave pilgrims that are out searching for you, willing to step into the wilderness because they believe that you have more for them. Uh, bolster their spirits and show them that you're with them and that you love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, for those of you listening, I know you were just as blessed as I am by just Summer's testimony, but just also the way she empowers, encourages, and, and shares truth so freely. So we hope that you've enjoyed another episode here at the Sit Down Community Podcast, and we will see you next week.